quack, 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 quack. The Mighty Ducks, the podcast where we discuss the 1996 Disney hockey sequel, D3 The Mighty Ducks, five minutes at a time. I'm your host, Blake, and let me bring on this week's all-star guest, Tracy from the Bare Naked ABCs. Tracy, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back on, Blake. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad to be here. Yes, and um, as I've been telling everybody this season, the all-star guests are the ones that have made it through all three movies. Oh. It, it, it's not exactly the longest list, which I appreciate everybody who's come back for all three movies. So, <laughs> I appreciate them. so it, it's actually well, pretty funny. It's actually was funny. There's one week like, here's a, here's a, here's an all-star guest and here's somebody else. It's been pretty funny how that worked out. Well, I had to be here for this week because I love me some Hans. Yeah, Hans. <laughs> Ladies, oh, that's right. Bare naked ladies are in this. That's yeah, right. All right up your alley. And the ball <laughs> but we'll get into all that in a minute. What the third movie history with this movie? Go for it. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't watched this movie in forever. I was watching it today, and I had forgotten completely everything about this movie. Of course, except that BNL had their little brief uh, musical cameo in it. Um, but yeah, I. I completely had blitz that this had happened uh, because I think I, I watched three after two and I think three is better than two in some ways. Um, Interesting. But... That's the first time I've heard that. Literally the first time I've heard that entire run. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but we all know the problems I have with the, the scene that I had in two. There were a lot of problems with that. I didn't, I didn't pick up on many problems with this scene. So, yeah. or this set of scenes. True. Well, I, I will have to ask you now because you're the first person to say it. What do you like the movie better than the second movie? Why? <laughs> Why is the movie better than the second movie? I think it's the the angst that we get a little bit from Charlie. I, I so my main thing that I had to ask here, but it's also kind of what I like about this movie is what is wrong with Charlie? <laughs> He has I, I, gone off the deep end. <laughs> I pass it off that he's 14. So he's a 14-year-old yeah. brat. That's pretty much what's happened here. He's a 14-year-old brat that's not getting his way. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's had big glory and, and seen that, and now he, he's now the underdog and, and gotten slapped down a little bit. But, man, oh, man, this kid's got an attitude on him. Yeah, he's a little – he's whiny. He's so whiny in this movie. It's pretty funny. You're right. If you put it that way, it's weird because he's whiny. He's so whiny. <laughs> um, I love that Hans puts him back in his place. Like, 
Knock it off. Act your age. It's what Hans does, though. Well, put it for the case for that he is acting his age. That's the funniest part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Like, he's not really doing anything out of ordinary of a normal teenager. It's just more, it's just more exaggerated because of him. I, I think they had to find a different reason. Like, one and two, one, you had Gordon. Gordon was the problem. Go- right. Gordon had to do the growing. They knew, and then two, they just basically rewrote one um, with a lot worse jokes um, <laughs> at times. And and then, like, you're still like, well, why did he not learn his lesson? So by, by three, you're like, oh, okay, well, he did learn his lesson. He's, he's not the same guy he was before, but we can't have this guy be in here now as much because he's learned his lesson. So now we need to have another problem. Oh, I guess it's Charlie this time. True. That's a good point. And I'm just going to say this. I'm just saying an entire run of the movie. These minutes, again, have the, the more further more, along we go in this movie, the more Charlie Conway turned into Pacey Winter. As the movie continues. Yeah. And the more it happens. Like, it's like he, he's getting older as the movie continues. And he's saying that's an entire run. <laughs> every episode, it's the same joke, but I have to throw it out there. But every time I look at him, I don't see Charlie Conway anymore. I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, I think that that Joshua Jackson has a lot more to do in this movie. Like, this is him spreading his wings and showing that he's got some chops. It's his movie. It really is Josh Jackson's movie. Straight. Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. It's his story in this movie we're following the entire way through. Um, so we're back here. He's sitting with Hans. I, I like the detail that Hans, every time in the game, sits in his chair and listens to his old-fashioned radio of the play-by-play call of the high school freshman team. <laughs> never gets this. Never gets old. He's like, I have to hear this every night. <laughs> like, it, it, this is the second time we've jumped here, and it's literally Hans in his chair with his tea, watching. I mean, listening, listening to the radio call of the high school team. <laughs> I love the detail of this. He's gonna die listening to that, literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Quite literally. Um, we'll get into that in a minute because it's weird that this is Hans's last scene. It's really weird how this works. This is really is Hans's last scene. Yeah. Uh, of course, he spent his last scene telling Charlie what, what's what. <laughs> he's not telling Gordon at this time, so it makes sense. He's going to tell the other person. The other one that he's been training and being underneath the entire, being under, the entire time. Um, you're right, though. He does tell him to stop acting this way because he really is acting such as like a pestilent child. Like, stop oh, it. he is. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, the- but I, I love the fact that Charlie's problem is he took the C away from me. No, he didn't. He gave you an opportunity and you decided to throw it away. <laughs> I, I, okay, people listening to this show are going to be so sick of me saying this. But he never had the Captain C to begin with. Like, <laughs> me. Just the beginning of the movie. He never had the C in the first movie. He never had the C in the second movie. He wore the C here. He never had the C in the movie. I don't understand the storyline. I will never get it. <laughs> well, and, and like just before that scene, like he gives up his place on the team. And I think that's what he's trying to say. Maybe there was a, a missing scene or something here that that where he was the captain of the of the junior varsity team or something. But something. like, 
he gave that up. Like he threw the jersey down. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it this uh, it's this entire storyline. I know people are probably still sick of me complaining about this. I've been talking about this ever since the storyline comes up. Every time it comes up, it's like, oh, you're never part of the captain before this movie. They threw <laughs> that in there just to give you a storyline. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, it's just I probably shouldn't bother as much as it does, but. I've been literally obsessing over this movie for three years. So, like, <laughs> I'm obsessing over the movie. So, it's like, they're in my brain. I know the movie's by heart now. <laughs> you know them inside and out. And when they make an error like that, you're like, that's um, one. that it's is a part like, of the major plot point here. It's almost like they say, we have this funny joke we want to do with Han, but we need to get here. So, let's invent this storyline at the beginning. Say how he was the captain, all to lead to Han's throwing captaincies at him. What they gotta make crack me up every time. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that line. That is an amazing joke. It's just, it's such a great joke. He just throws a bunch of scenes at him. <laughs> Maybe like it was it was like Hans, the actor who played Hans was like, I need to say this joke. It is hilarious. I, I need to say it. And they're like, but the, it ruins the movie because none of it makes it. No, I, I have to say that. <laughs> Yeah, he worked back from the joke. <laughs> then I want to die right afterwards. That's my last line. <laughs> he goes out with this joke. He's determined. <laughs> He's determined to give Charlie some shit. That's what's going on. <laughs> um, but what's up with his look at the end there? Like he gives that look to Charlie. I'm like, what? Did I miss something? Like, oh, I, I don't get the joke here. Okay, so what I'm, I'm thinking here is he does that, and then he tells them, go be the leader. Go be with your friends. Okay. Right. All makes sense. I appreciate all this. And also, I also love the fact that he calls them the heart of the team. I don't think we've ever said that before, but it's true. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That I appreciate. That is very, very true. Yes. When he says don't let it slip away, Charlie should have took it out of the hint because old people don't use lines like that unless they are dying. They do not say <laughs> that. They do not talk like that. They don't. Oh. <laughs> oh well, and, and he does pick up on that because that's he turns around and he says, "Are you okay?" But I don't get Hans's re facial <laughs> response. Like what? What? What is that about? Like, <laughs> is there an inside joke we're missing? Like, is there an inside joke? We're missing? I know. It's like, are you dying? Ha ha ha! I got you. No, you, you didn't. I asked you a question. I want to know. You're dying. It's like suddenly, person. I'm good. I think. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, 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 going to be in the caption for this photo. This episode. I've been doing a bunch of photos for the episodes. This will be on this episode because this picture is hysterical. He's just pointing up like. You're right. I don't know what it means either. But apparently it bothers Charlie. It bothers him. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like, you know what? I just gotta get out of here. Oh wait, I gotta walk it might be one of the most 90s things said in this movie. That might just be oh yeah. I movie. I gotta walk. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who says that anymore? <laughs> um, but to the audience, he does say goodbye, Charlie. To us. Yes. Like, okay. Goodbye, everybody. It's nice knowing yeah. we've known each other for a while. Um, even though, as, I was, as I've been talking about, I, 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 there are times when I was younger, I didn't realize that Hans was in the second movie. I always, I always forget that. Hans was not in the second movie. But, all right. 
we cut to the back to the Mall of America. We're back. We were here last year. And my wife was on those minutes. And now we're here the second time around. And um, Fulton and Charlie are cutting school. Which I actually have zero problems zero with. Problem. One time, fine. Take a day off. Yeah. You're allowed. You're allowed to do that. I, I did this once in a while, too. It's actually how I met my first, my high school girlfriend, was playing hooky with her and a friend of ours. And that's how we first bonded. So, but I love that the Carney's line is, yeah, I used to play hooky, too. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, oh, that's a great thing. Yeah, the Carney used to play hooky. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, your secret's safe with me. Who are you going to tell? You don't even know what school they go to. You don't even know where they go. You don't even know who they are. <laughs> you wouldn't guess they were Eaton students based on the way they're dressed. That, that, that good old the outfit. That, well, it's a Fulton look. I don't know what the hell Charlie's wearing. I don't know what the hell Charlie's wearing. <laughs> Fulton has a look. He's had a consistent look for three movies. Yeah. Like 100% consistent. I have no idea what that flannel is. That flannel and the open button shirt. I don't understand that outfit at all. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's rebelling against the Eaton look. He's like, no, I'm going to go, I, I'm full out going to rebel against this. Oh, man. Yeah, it really is bad. It really is bad. Well, as we were joking about, we have a song. It's one of our only actual song songs in this entire movie. I know. <laughs> not, like the last movie, there was like a full out soundtrack in the last movie. Like every other like scene, I had another song. Like it was so crazy in the second movie. This one, there hasn't been much music except for a lot of really cool scores. And like, I, the funny part is we've had more music like Mozart and shit like that in this movie than we've actually had actual like radio songs. Like we haven't had much of all this entire movie. Um, but we do. We have the Baronica Ladies. The song is Grade Nine from the album Gordon. This is me in grade nine, baby. This is me in grade nine. This is me in grade This is me in grade nine, baby. This is me in grade nine. This is a great song. I do love this song. I love it. I love the energy, and the, they used it in a really good spot in in the movie, and they do a great job of dimming it out in in the more serious moments like when they're going back to the classrooms and then bringing it back when they're they're trying to show Charlie. but the, the thing is like charlie's not having a good time and I, I like the i like the juxtaposition that goes with charlie looks like he has just watched his dog die while this fun music and these fun events are going on around him and well fulton's having a blast yeah fulton's having the time of his life Because like I was the only one of our cast on that episode because everyone else was unavailable that week. So it's oh, literally was that week? Oh, it's wow. just one other person talking. Oh my god, I didn't realize that was that episode. I remember that episode. I didn't realize it was that episode. Was I didn't that, realize that, episode? It was that one. 
Oh my god, that's funny. How the hell did that happen? Like, how would you buy yourself? It doesn't make any sense. Like, now it never happened. Now everyone bowed out at the last minute. No, I can't make it this week. No, I can't make it this week. I'm like, but we have a a guest from over the pond. We can't reschedule this, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the funny thing is, we have an American and a Brit talking about a Canadian grade level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, are the guys are are the is the team really in grade nine in this film? Yes, they okay. Are. They are freshmen in high school in this movie. They are okay, that is that has been clarified numerous times. They are fourteen years old, and at least Charlie is. Charlie is fourteen, so that it does work. It actually works here really, really well. Like whoever decided, Wait. let's find this song. Perfect. Like is this a weird like who the hell went like. Let's get an old school pair of ladies on and put it in this movie. Like, <laughs> this is nineteen ninety six. Like this is a four year old song. Like, yeah, this is at this point. <laughs> whoever whoever was directing the music at this point goes, I love this song. They're in grade nine. I know the perfect song for this. <laughs> something I would do. I don't think something I would do. But it's like, oh, I know a song that fits this theme. <laughs> it's perfect. I like it because it's perfect too. Because like the song grade nine is all about the awkwardness of of being the loser in grade nine that no one really accepts and want and that you you're trying to hide yourself all the time in order to be accepted but then you're always failing at that and people are looking at you like you're strange i mean it ex- describes what the the mighty ducks are doing and feeling in this movie throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. And I think it also fits perfectly for anyone that's going into high school. That song is perfect for anyone that deals with high school life. Like, you don't realize until you're older how perfect that song written is. Like, it's a oh. perfect song. You know? Oh, it, it is amazing. And, you know, as I was, I'm only a couple of years younger than, than B&L. I, they described, like, with every little little detailed nuance, what my my high school career was kind of like for the first two years it was awkward and and like yeah like i love the references that they throw out throughout the song which we don't get to hear much of in here but you know rush and and leonard skinner i'm not leonard skinner oh my gosh what's wrong with me um (laughs) oh um uh stairway to heaven and You know, all those things. Like, I'm like, yep, yep. Had the Adidas bag? Yep. Dad, that, yep. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize this. Um, this is I'm actually have I have a um a fandom page up for the song. This is getting any detail they needed real fast. And it actually says this is one of the only B, this is the only B and L song until two thousand and seven that has a Tyler writing credit. Oh, there you go. Oh. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's something I didn't know. Perfect. Now now to bring it around. And make it completely interesting. Well, I mean, completely integrated. When so Stephen Page, the lead singer, well, one of the two lead singers of Bare Naked Ladies for the longest time, um, who then left. And after he left, he started his own solo works. One of which was to do the TV show The Illegal Eater. Well, on episode number three of The Illegal Eater, he goes to Ottawa. And he goes to all these like places that that serve weird foods or illegal foods and run and and have like these underground uh, hidden restaurants. 
So in episode three, he goes to this one place that's kind of like a a speakeasy. Um, He's like, well, what can you give me? What would what would be a drink that you'd recommend for me? He's like, well, we they're serving duck upstairs today, and they they make this really like they take the juice from the duck and then we we use it in some of our drinks. So I'm gonna make you a Gordon Bombay, and he makes him a drink called the Gordon Bombay that has duck in it. Wow, (laughs) that's fantastic. go out and see that that was amazing i was watching it i'm like oh my gosh i forgot that oh yeah that's a great that's great that's funny i did not know that's a thing that's awesome <laughs> that's really awesome <laughs> oh, so as you said we jump back and forth between them having fun now with all america and we've had the class and they're actually having fun in class like, yeah it's cool it's nice to see a comparison to earlier in the movie where they're like getting hit hard and not knowing what's going on this is about a couple of months into the school year, and now they're having fun. They're actually having all fun. Yeah, we get it. So, um, I do love the fact that, that the teacher calls him Cowboy Dwayne because he's always in cowboy gear, and he has to just has to bring it up. Like, I think that's funny. <laughs> um, I do want to weird like, how 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 are all the ducks in the front row of the class? <laughs> all in the front. Yeah, and, that that's. Excellent question. I mean, we know the obvious answer is like we have to find a way to stage these guys so that so it's easy for for the camera. But yeah, like, come on, are they all going to sit right there in the very front of the class? And not even that. What teacher would let their friends in a big group sit together? Like, <laughs> like who, who does that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. That was the opposite of what my teachers used to do. Yeah. <laughs> Our friends were separated in classes. <laughs> I don't get it. Especially in that big of a group. There's seven of them. Like, this is not like it's like two people. There's seven of them in this one row. <laughs> so it looks like, are we in music class? It might be like a music class or like, I'm not really sure what class we're in because we're talking about like Mozart and things like that. In that class. Like, what, what class are we in? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> talking about a bunch of different musical pieces and then all of a sudden they switch over and, and now they're talking that they have a new class and they're talking about all these people from history that that came from low beginnings and and made something of themselves and it, classes are weird this is school is weird. <laughs> this school is really strange um, i never had this <laughs> no no i never had classes like this i actually do have a pause here um i'm trying to figure out who this middle one is i know one lincoln one's MLK. I have no idea who the middle like character is, who the middle like historian person is here. I don't know who it is. I don't know the face. I guarantee I'm going to put this picture up like online and people are like, of course that's blah, blah, blah. I have no idea who the person is and they don't say it. They don't tell anybody who it is. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh. Like, someone, I, someone out there, tell us who this is. Yeah, I'll put the picture up. It'll be a, a part of the photo for this episode. You can look at the photo from the episode. You can tell me who is that? Because it bothers me that I don't know who it is. Like it bothers me a lot, and I couldn't even look it up to figure out who it is because nobody seems to answer this question for me. So like somebody's got to tell me. Um, I I do appreciate them cutting over to Ross and appreciating this conversation. Like this is perfect for him. Like this is right up his alley. Like, oh yeah, perfect for him. Um, uh, we do cut back to 
do back to the ball of America. When Charlie is more disinterested than he was earlier. <laughs> He's falling asleep on a roller coaster. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is he doing? He starts off by saying he's too old for roller coasters. He's riding, it's not really the roller coaster, but he's riding one of the, the amusement park rides and falling asleep or at least looking bored out of his mind. I, what is wrong with this boy? I, ha- I have no idea. It's so weird how that works. Oh, by the way, I do better make a note where we are. We're at Camp Snoopy. Which is even weirder. Why the hell are they at Camp Snoopy as a bunch of kids, a bunch of teenagers? <laughs> Why are they here? <laughs> you know, I don't understand the logic here. Like, I started, like, I was looking for locations. And I knew we were Mall America. It's obvious we're Mall America. But I was wanting to know where Mall America we were. And then it said Camp Snoopy. And I'm like, Camp Snoopy? I know where that is. Like, I know where Camp Snoopy is. I was at Mall America a few years ago. Like, I know where that is. And then I was like, that can't be right. Why would teenagers be at Camp Snoopy? That doesn't make sense to me at all. And then I'm watching it here where they're throwing up. I'm like, that is Camp Snoopy. Like, I see the sign. Like, that's where they are. <laughs> no sense at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so well, that, that doesn't make sense either, though, because he's like, oh, I'm too old for this. And he looks bored. And then he's puking. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Which is it? Is this... <laughs> um, well, they ate too much. They were eating a lot. That, they were eating a lot. They ate way too much. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe this is the adult in me, the parent in me. That's way too much damn food. That was way too much. And I go to State Fair here all the time. And that was way too much food. <laughs> oh, yeah. You never you never eat like that before you go on the rides. What are you thinking? Never. You do after the ride. You do the rides first. And then Because you've worked up an appetite by then. You eat afterwards. You know? I'm an empty stomach you do the rides. Like, it's a common sense. <laughs> I do that as a kid. Like, I even do that. <laughs> um, so, okay, it just bothers me. Why are they throwing up in the same garbage can at the same time? This is so disgusting. It's that is, yeah. As a germaphobe, I am totally disgusted watching that. And, and also, I would never be putting my head into the garbage. I'd rather puke on the ground than have my head in a garbage can. Yeah, especially with someone else in it. With somebody else in it. And this is only something you see in a movie. Like, this is not real. This is not real no. at all. Like We don't know how to pretend to puke, so let's do it hidden in this garbage can with both of our heads. It's it meant to be a joke, but I'm just like... And maybe it's also the fact that we're, we're, we're recording this in COVID times. And this really bothers me. Like this really bothers me. Like it, it's just so gross. It's so disgusting. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Um. So back to that one. And it's so weird because you can't even. There's nothing on their faces to say they puked. Like there's nothing. Like, there's nothing like oh. there's no sign that they puked at all. One would think if you're going to do a puking joke, I know it's gross, but at least have something like a spit or something. Like something. Or have- Wiping their mouth a little bit as yeah, they think, come out. I think um, the Fulton does that. Charlie does not. No. Charlie does it at all. Like <laughs> Jackson. Jackson. Better acting, Jackson. Please. Please do that. I, I know you get drunk on Dolphins Creek later. Like, I know you do. I've seen it. You do fantastic drunk stuff in that show. <laughs> um, I, do the, I do love the security. Her brother kicking them out of Camp Snoopy for throwing Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Because no one ever throws up after you get off a ride. Like, that never happens. Nope. Oh, my God. It's so silly. It's so silly. He's throwing it off for throwing up. At the end of the day, that's the theory. He doesn't know anything else about their day. He knows nothing about anything else they've been doing. 
except that they're two teenagers throwing up in a garbage can. <laughs> well, it's in a garbage can. They're being responsible. They're not puking on the ground. Exactly. They're not making anyone clean it up. They're taking care of themselves. <laughs> they are being polite to the people that work there. You know? should be commendation. Come on. As, as a housekeeper myself, I'd appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? As a housekeeper myself. <laughs> I've been doing housekeeping for a good decade now, and I completely understand. So <laughs> I can get it, you know? All right. Um, let's jump ahead, and we're sitting at Charlie now telling Fulton about what he planned for their lives. <laughs> Fine. What? <laughs> Who are you doing? <laughs> it is so it is such a weird transition moment <laughs> it's and the one thing i did notice watching throughout this movie is their ability to transition i don't know if it was the writer or the director but there are no transitions in this movie it is you are stomping on the brakes or pressing on the gas constantly in this movie I mean, there's a few times, I know, like, the hockey sequences, a lot of times, there's good transitions. But, like, for normal scenes, there's nothing. There's not even, like, a, we're going to zoom in and zoom out. That's the simplest transition you can do. And then we would do that. <laughs> we would do stuff like that. No. And this this is a big, like, a big change of, like, high-energy scene to, like, low-energy scene. You need to have it transition somehow, and it does not happen. Because you feel like it comes to a out. screeching halt. <laughs> not just the song fading out like that's not the only transition you do here you know what i mean like right like the weird transition i, I almost would have kept it a white like something anything yeah. <laughs> just them walking up the hall walking up to the stair up to these stairs in the middle of a, a middle of a freaking alley for some reason well i was gonna say is that supposed to be their alley or something i think Cause... this is supposed to be the alley that Folsom plays in all the time yeah i think this is Fulton where he hangs out and he plays hockey I think that's where we are, because I think this is where I think this is where Charlie's mom drops him off at the beginning of the movie. Yes, I, that's what I was thinking. That's the only thing I can think of here. This might just be where Fulton plays hockey. I don't know if it's his house or is it just a place he knows he can play without getting in trouble. Right. Because of a shot. I suppose that's it, considering what happens in the scene. I suppose that it makes sense to do it in that scene. But once again, there's no transition to get us to that moment. And all of a sudden, you're just like, why are we here? <laughs> yeah, we're here, and we're talking, we're suddenly getting very, very oddly specific and serious, where he goes and says, they cut a day, fine. They took a day off, they went and had some fun, <laughs> and Fulton was on board for taking a day off. He was 100% on board with that. Oh, He's yeah. not on board with leaving school completely. He's not on board with going to public school. They're on a scholarship. Going to public school and then going to Canada and playing juniors. What the hell? <laughs> this is totally a 14-year-old's idea at this point. Like, I agree, 100%. <laughs> any other character, any other age, and I'd be like, this makes no sense. You, this coming out of a 14-year-old's mouth makes total sense. Like, yep, that is a completely absurd thought and egotistical, and yeah, I could see him saying that. <laughs> Yeah, like he's literally now at the. And by the way, it is legitimately serious that you can't play juniors in Canada at 17. That is 100% accurate. 100% accurate. I know that I watch the World Juniors every year. That's 100% accurate. <laughs> well, considering that the Mall of America just before this, like they're really close to the border. So, like, yeah, I could see that him going, yeah, let's just like kind of jump over the border and 
<laughs> we can do. We can just go there. I mean, it's also the time I didn't need passports to get into Canada at this time. Like in the nineties, you didn't need a passport to get into Canada. So, no. So that's the thing too. So who knows? He knows that. You know. Um. Fulton makes a point. He says, "I'm not sure if I can get into juniors. That is bullshit." Because you're absolutely right. He could get into it if he wanted to. <laughs> and I'm with Charlie on that one. Absolute bullshit. But what he says is it makes sense to me. He doesn't know if he wants to play hockey for the rest of his life. Boom. Yeah. Mic drop. That is a mic drop moment for Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's like, what? What do you mean you don't want to play hockey for the rest of your life? Like, I thought that's what we were doing. I thought we were doing this together. Like, I'm confused. Right. <laughs> Um, I thought that was the point of this team was to keep going together <laughs> forever. Like we're gonna we're gonna become a, a national league hockey team and and become famous. Be, and we're gonna call ourselves the Mighty Ducks then too. Oh wait, that's the thing already. Wait, we referenced that already. We talked about that in this movie. We talked about that. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I found out by the way this movie came out or the the weekend of opening weekend that year of the hockey season. It came out opening weekend. So when I realized that, I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense what Disney was doing. They tied it oh. in with the Mighty Ducks season. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know what they need to do, but I can totally picture them doing, like, a world premiere at Anaheim, in the Anaheim parks, and then, like, saying, let's go to, let's go to the Mighty Ducks game tonight from here. I can totally <laughs> do that. Like, 100%. Matter of fact, we've frozen the pond over there. That's where we're playing it tonight. Yeah, like, I can see them doing something crazy like that in Anaheim. Like, 100%. It's Disney. It's Eisner. I can totally see them doing that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, so, Charlie says, you're going back. And, fault the point, the Ducks are there. Same thing Hans told him earlier. Same exact thing Hans told him. The Ducks are at Eden Hall. Go back to school. Go right. back. I feel like I'm starting to read the, do the lines of musical dropout from Greece all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he, this is where Charlie loses me as a viewer. He loses me because he lost his mind here. He, yeah. he, he's not arguing with the one person who was aligning with him. The one person that aligned with him completely. He's not arguing with him. <laughs> but that's how these movies are written. Like that person, like the, the, the protagonist slash antagonist, the protagonist that has gone off the rails, has to go so far off the rails to push everyone in his life away from him to then come back from it. Like that, movie one, movie two, now, now movie three. Yeah, and this time it's Charlie doing it. This time it's Charlie doing it. Oh yeah. Pushes everybody away, he's alone. He literally pushed Hans and Fulton away. The two people that were on his side, he pushed them both away. <laughs> like... It's so weird what he did here. But you're right, it makes sense. Um, by the way, I, I just started the close captain. This is distant siren wailing. I don't know where the siren is. I'm watching this sound and I have no clue where the siren is. And why are the sirens? It makes no sense. <laughs> sure. That was, that was our transition out of the scene. The siren wailing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, just keep it in. We don't have to edit that out. I don't know where I don't know why we're doing. Well, they filmed this on they filmed this on most of the movie on location in Minnesota. So I think they were just doing background noise. That happened to be there. <laughs> they probably like filmed it like 20 times and couldn't do a take without it. So they're like, that that's the closest we're gonna get to not having it in here. Pretty much. Oh man. It's it's funny when I watch a lot of this stuff in the background. Like I know um the scene coming up. 
that why are there geese in the background of this scene? And then you realize that they're filming on location and you can't control animal life. So just work around it. Like you can't control that. Yeah. <laughs> um so we come back to the diner where Charlie's mom works and we find out the bad news. The news that broke a lot of people's hearts watching this movie the very first time. That yeah. Hans passed away. <sighs> that happens here. Uh, I do like the fact that I've been trying to reach you. How? How are you trying to reach him? This, this is the 90s. There's no phone. <laughs> There's no cell phone. You don't have a pager. What were you doing? How, what, what did you think he was? What did you think well, he was? Well, that's the thing. Okay, so where did she think he was? Most likely at school. Why is she not really angry with him at this moment that he has been ditching school and she's been trying to reach him for hours worried about him? Because here's the best part. He did school. Fine. He also did practice. Okay, fine. The sun is down by the time he gets here. So in her mind, he's been at school all day. Yeah. Or, or she's been trying to reach him all day and not able to reach him. And I don't, as a parent, I'd be like, um, we're having a serious talk, sir. Like, yeah, yeah, this person we love died. Where have you been all day? Yeah, why is that not brought up at all? Like, why is that not like a side thing? You don't have to get into it in detail, but at least bring it up. Like, where have you been? Like, what's going on? And then or even just having her look mad, like, a parent would be furious at this point. Yeah. All of that sadness from, from this loss would have boiled into anger right now. And then when you say Hans passed away, then go back to sadness. Right. You can do both emotions. I guarantee you're a parent during this movie. She, I think she had kids in real life. Like, you can bring that out of you. Bring it out of you. You know it's there. <laughs> you know yes. It's there. Like, <laughs> my kid, when, when he's out and I don't know where he is, and he's just, he's just walking around the streets visiting friends. And I get pissed and I don't know where he is. You know, I pretty much might figure it out quickly. But, like, it's different here, you know? <laughs> and this one I blame on the actress because they gave her a line. I've been trying to reach you all day. There's your cue line right there. You just got to look angry for literally a second. And then yeah. get back to the sadness. And you, and you have all rights to be sad. You were probably close with him, too. I get it. 100%. Yes. You were probably extremely close with Hans as well. But, like, be angry for a minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so that's when we fade. And we actually have a transition. We actually have a transition. <laughs> Go figure. We, we, we have to have it. We do a fade out into the funeral, which we will not get into here. No. We'll get into that on next week's show. Which... By the way, you timed this perfectly. I don't know how you did it. But beginning of a scene, end of a scene, perfectly. This movie actually has worked out great for that. Like this whole movie's worked out fantastic. Where it's like they're not in the middle of lines, they're not in the middle of speeches, they're not in the middle of anything. Like it cuts perfectly. It works so well. I've noticed it too. This entire movie's worked great for this for this format. <laughs> so the writers were like, every minute and a half, we have to cut a scene. We have no longer than a minute and a half every scene. Yeah, it's, it's this whole movie has been like that. It's been great. Even like in the hockey games. Like the minutes have marked perfectly for like here's the first half of the game and here's the second half of the game in the five minute span. It worked out so well. <laughs> this entire movie. Um, this is just a next week. 
we'll get into the funeral scene with um, Robert E.D. Black and Father David Mowry. He'll be here next week, and he will talk about this funeral scene. And he, and trust me, I brought him on because I know he will know more about this than anybody. So we'll talk about that on next week's show. Do you have any other notes before we move on to our question for everybody, all our guests? I, no, that's that's all my notes. Cool. Well, let's get into this question that I've been asking everybody this season. It's been a fun question to ask. A lot of fun stories have been told. What is your, Tracy, craziest or funniest high school story? So my cra- I wasn't very crazy in high school. So it was, I was sitting there digging and going, how am I going to come up with a crazy story? Because I was, I was pretty lame. Um, I, I was a straight-laced kid. And, but I, I tended to have weird things that happened to me. So having to pick like one odd little thing that happened, I guess the weirdest thing that happened was I was the straight-laced kid, like straight-A student, never broke the rules. And for some reason, the, the home ec teacher would let us go and eat lunch in the home ec room away from everyone else because we were the loners. We were the ones that, like, separated from everyone else. Okay. Um, but we were the, the academic loners. Like, we were better than everyone else at that time. Um, <laughs> so they let us use the home ec room for our lunch times because we hated the cafeteria. Well, one day the lunch went missing. The, t- the home ec teacher's lunch went missing. Okay. <laughs> and she blamed the three straight-A students that were sitting in the room of stealing her lunch. <laughs> why? And we're like, wait, wait. You're, what, why do you think we would steal your lunch? Like, what is there about our personalities that would lead you to this assumption? <laughs> What is the motive? Like you brought your own food. Like you're bringing your own food in here. Like what's your motive? Our, our food's right down the hall in in the cafeteria. Like totally easy to get to, and uh, and then kicked us out of the home ec room for the rest of the year. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's just, we're like, what, what was your motive of stealing somebody's lunch like that? That's, that makes no sense. <laughs> yes, you you let us use your room, so we're gonna steal your lunch after <laughs> months and months. We're going to disrespect you and steal your food when you're letting us do this. It makes no sense. No. <laughs> um, no. I will. I will. I'll throw one out there. We, I used to be my senior year. I had a lot of free time my senior year because I didn't. I only I, I, for some reason. For some reason, my senior year, I look back. For some reason, I had two study halls, and I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why I had two study halls my senior year. <laughs> one of my study halls, I ended up turning into GTV, which is the high school. TV station, which was fun. That was a fun time. Once I counted the class, I just went up there to hang out because I needed something to do when I didn't want to be a study hall twice a day. So I went up there to do that instead. That was fun for the entire second, for the entire senior year. That was so much fun. Um, now, here's the thing with GTV. We'd get all the films and we'd edit everything in the room. We'd go through all these tapes and all this stuff and all this fun stuff. We'd go through all this stuff all the time. And we'd see the rough cuts before we put everything on the TV station. <laughs> my friend is still mad at me for this one my friend is still mad at me we were going through for some reason we decided to send a video tape video camera to junior prom for the junior prom i'm a senior we're gonna send somebody filming junior prom i don't know why we filmed junior prom we didn't air the footage i don't know why we sent somebody to film junior prom i have no idea why we did this so we're sitting there and i'm watching the film and i'm like why do i recognize that girl 
Like, why do I recognize that girl right there? There's no face. I see your hair. But she's making out with somebody in front of the camera for 25 minutes. For 25 minutes of the thing, she's making out with this guy. And I'm like, why do I know who that is? It's bothering me that I know who that is. You know what it was? It was one of my friends. <laughs> oh, no. My friends. I recognized her hair. I recognized her hair. She had long, <laughs> long hair. Like, I know who that is. So I go off to her, I'm like, I got a question for you. At the prom, were you making out with somebody for, for 25 minutes? She's like, How do you know that? I'm like, it's on film for 25 minutes. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, nobody knows it's you. Nobody knows it's you and me. But nobody has a clue it's you. She was so freaking embarrassed. I'm like, it wasn't you. Who <laughs> knows? Oh, GTV. Oh, I miss Z. I love that place. But that was one of those moments like, um, that's my friend, but I can't say anything to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was even the worst thing. Um, we're st- we, I always say this, I've been telling this in all of my stories. For some reason, my high school trusted our class. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Looking back, they trusted us so much. And I don't know why they trusted us. Because after our class, I didn't trust anybody ever again. They <laughs> never trusted another class ever again. I learned this. We learned this again because we all wanted a senior class trip. And for some reason, everything was videotaped. I don't know why everything was videotaped, but everything was videotaped. And it got brought in the GTV just to show us the video. If anybody in our high school saw this video, half of our, half of our senior class would have probably gotten suspended. Like, there is no reason this video should exist. Because there's all, like, drinking, and, like, somebody's walked in on some people naked. And I'm like, why do we have this on video? Why is this on video? Like, what did we do? Like, why is all this on video? Who have kept all this? And it was one of those things where it's multiple tapes. Because it's, like, it was a three-day trip, and it's multiple tapes. Oh, no. Why? I do have one really one other really good story. Go for it. Um, well, I think it's good. And so I was the I was the goody goody, but uh, you know, I had my study hall, and because I had good grades, they would allow you to uh to have your study halls at the beginning or end of the day, um, or the middle of the day. And so uh, but you weren't supposed to leave the campus, like that wasn't allowed. Well, I, at lunchtime, I had enough time. I had a study hall just before lunch. So, you know, once the once the home ec teacher had kicked us out of the home ec room um, and I had nowhere to go for a while, I decided to go home. So I got in my car and, and I drove home. But this is the middle of the winter in Maine. Oh, and no. we, we had a snowstorm and I... I'm pulling into my driveway, and sure enough, I take my car and slammed it right into the snowbank at the end of my driveway. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, now, somehow, I don't know where she was. My mom wasn't home. My dad was at work. My mom wasn't home, but the car was in the yard. Now, I tried very hard to get my car out of the snowbank, but failed miserably. Right. And my time was slowly coming to an end of having to get back to school without being noticed so i may have grabbed my mom's car and driven it back to school uh, leaving my car in the snowbank 
at the end of the driveway. <laughs> I was, I thought I was in the free and clear. And, and this kind of brings us back to this minute in the movie as well. I thought I was in the free and clear because I got back to the school. I got into the room, got there in time, going really well with class. About an hour into class, I get called down to the principal's office and I'm like, oh my, what, what did I do? I, I have not done anything ever. Like what? My mother was calling, trying to figure out why my car was stuck in the snow. I'm like, mom, you couldn't have waited till the end of the school day. To like, thanks a lot. You threw me under the bus. Now I've got a detention for leaving school and I've got a car stuck in the snow bank. But I was the one that got reamed out. You know, going back to like, hey, a mom would be angry. Yeah. I was the one that got reamed out because I made her worried because she was worried I was hurt. Um, so that's amazing. That's amazing. I'll just throw this last one because you mentioned car problems. I had a lot of car issues my first couple of cars because you know, you're a teenager, you get into accidents, it happens exactly. Well, you get into an accident also when your girlfriend drives a car and she doesn't have a license. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, She says, I know what I'm doing. And looking back at this, she did not know what she was doing. <laughs> I'm not going to say her name because she's probably listening to this, but she's probably laughing at me right now because she's telling the story. And I've never told this story before because I've never told my parents the truth about this. We're, we were pulling out of the school parking a lot. She backed up fine. We're pulling out. And then she drove right into a slot, right into a light pole. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because I had an old car, I had an old <laughs> car, the airbag didn't deploy, obviously, because there are airbags in these old cars. So I took the blame. <laughs> I took the blame. <laughs> I took the blame because it's my car. <laughs> but my parents didn't want to fix it. So I had a dented fender in front of my car for like a year. <laughs> a year. <laughs> and every time she got in the car, you're like, you did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she thanked me for, for helping her out and not ratting her out on that one. <laughs> you might have heard that when you said car problem. That was something that happened there. <laughs> All right, um, well, I guess you should wrap things up. Um, let's get plugged yes. out of the way here. Um, okay. uh, let's get plugged out of the way here. First of all, for those listening to this show, this is Defy the Mighty Duck. Obviously, you can find me every single place you hear podcasts. And it's fun jumping on podcast feeds and like, hey, you, you can go on Spotify, type in the Mighty Ducks if you're into the TV show. And we'll be the first podcast that comes up. I know this because <laughs> I did that actually today looking for something. We are the first thing that comes up on their podcast on Spotify when you type in the Mighty Ducks, which is amazing. Not gonna nice. Lie. That's really cool. It's really, really cool. Um, <laughs> it's like during the albums and then the first podcast is this show. It's really cool. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> We're not the only Mighty Ducks podcast out there, but it's really cool that that happens. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is the Blake Staff Show every single Friday right after this show. Go listen to them. Go listen to me. Over on the Blake Staff Show, we're having fun over there. We go every single Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on all your podcast platforms. And I'm a lot looser. And you're going to lose here. I'm a lot <laughs> looser over there. With the language and with the mouth and with the random shit we talk about over there. It's a lot of fun. But we have fun doing it. We're doing it for, at this point, people are hearing this almost eight and a half years. We've been having so much fun over there. So, crazy. Where they find you? <laughs> so they can find me anywhere that you download podcasts. You can find Bare Naked ABCs 
and that we download on any of them. We, we've got 160 episodes out at this point. So we're, we're well into the catalog, but we do each song bear, uh, by Bare Naked Ladies alphabetically, one at a time. We're only probably about halfway through the discography at this point. Uh, so it's going to be forever before we're done. Well, I, I'll uh, throw out there for people that don't realize it's not just the songs you know. They pick out these random, like, we did this on a live cut. So let's talk about it for a half hour. We found this that's right. bonus track <laughs> at the bottom. That's like 45 <laughs> seconds. We're going to do an hour on this. That's, oh, yeah. That's what happens. Like, this is, that's why I love the show. because it's, it's so much fun. And they find these random things you never knew existed. And they bring it up on the show. Oh yeah, we pulled out one a couple of weeks ago, Joseph Brown, that literally had not popped up until 2017 because they had not released a disc that had it, and they, it was a song they only did in live shows, and then they finally released a live show from way back in 91, oh my God. <laughs> and we're like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew this existed, but now I got proof, this is wonderful, it's going on the show. It is the most geeky, the most geeky thing, and best advertisement for that show ever, right there, right there. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I don't miss the show because but I we have never a know. we have a whole new composition of people. It, it, we we started out with me and Bobby and Aaron and Michelle, and unfortunately, Bobby and Aaron are I mean, Bobby and Michelle aren't joining us anymore, but. We brought in two more of my friends, um, Jeff and Stefan, and they brought a whole new uh, level of entertainment to this. Um, I bring the information, and I'm I'm far from the entertaining one. They they bring this to a new life every week, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, or, or as Tracy won't say, but I'll call him out on the show on this one. When I join the show. And we do, um, if I had a million dollars, it was me, him, and Aaron. And right before we go on the air, he's like, let's do this, and next week we'll have the fun episode. <laughs> we'll do the fun episode <laughs> for part two. We'll do the fun episode. I will never forget you said that. because it made me That's true. We'll only bring that up because he actually said those words before we went on the air. <laughs> and as much fun as we had in that episode, which we had a lot of fun, I will say that next week there were even more jokes than I and I had to still edit out some of them because it went a little too far at times. The fact that there's two episodes talking about the song is insane. I told that to Sal, I'm like, yeah, I'm on part one. And if I had a million dollars, like, wait, there's two parts? I'm like, yeah, there's two parts. Yeah. <laughs> there's two parts. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make a song for one, one episode. Oh, my God. It, yeah, trust me, it's great. And I know I had Brian on, Brian Ripper on earlier, and he's been on your show as well. So, yes. Very cool. Very cool. All right. On that note, let's get out of here. Thank you, Tracy, not only for coming on this movie, but coming on the entire run. You've been here. Yes. And thank you so much for that. And all thank you for having me. Yeah. It's, it's, I know how hard it is to schedule sometimes, kids and everything else. It's nice for you to do this with us. It's awesome. Well, thank you. I, I really I have a great time every time I come on here. So it's, it's, thank you for having me back, especially yeah. for this minute. Yes, definitely, and we'll we'll get together in future projects. That is for sure. I have a list that I'm doing after this movie. So, and as for everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back next week, like I said, with Robert E. B. Black and Father David Mowry. And until then, thank you all for listening, and have a good day. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together.